cool. Remember having the yeah, and that's the one thing that people don't. Well, people, I guess, probably do know that you're a beer history guy too. I mean, once you come in here and you you search for these relics too. So, if I could, just from our background of what we do on our podcast, do you have a favorite? piece inside of that glass. Actually, it's that piece right there, the picture of the Gerhard Lang family picnic with Gerhard in the middle of it. (laughs) So you can actually have a drink with Gerhard Lang, the guy that brewed the most beer in Buffalo history, 400,000 barrels at his peak. It's now right across from the old Rock Pile, Pile, Wiley B, Riley Stadium, I think it is. It's now the Stanley something. something It's like an all-city stadium or something like that? Yeah, no, not all high. Okay. uh, Rock Pile, which is on Jefferson and Best. Okay. All high is on Main. Yeah, behind uh, the school. That's where FC Buffalo has their games. Oh, okay. That's probably my favorite, followed by the full bottle of wings in the case. Then there's some really high-end stuff in my house that I keep just because it's too expensive. Right. <laughs> well, because we came actually, because my favorite is the uh, match case. No. The <laughs> Oh, the polka? Picnic polka? Yes, and I've listened to it that the Polish side on the back and the, the all Polish. That's there. that was our favorite when we came in. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Most people say Schultz too. I love that Simon beer uh, bottle in the middle, too. Yeah, the Simon or the Langs up there, the way the beer used to come. Um, let's see what else. There's the book from the first Brewers Conference in Buffalo in the corner of not the repro, but the actual. That came from the treasurer of the Iroquois Brewery's daughter. Oh, cow. So, really? Nice. Cool. She's got a ton of stuff that she works out with. Again, I understand it's family relic. Um, but yeah, there's some cool. There's some actual... Buffalo Brewing Company bottles, the purple one, and then there's a couple up top. Yeah, those are awesome. A lot of people don't really realize that Buffalo were the fifth. So there's Buffalo Brewing Company, Sacramento, which was number one, which was a relative of uh, Albert Zeigel, who started the Phoenix Brewery, which is now part of this is the Phoenix Brewery Lofts or whatever, which Ulrich was actually the employee bar. That's how it started. So <laughs> there's the Phoenix. That's what we need more of is employee bars at yes. places. Yes. <laughs> that would be phenomenal where I work. I don't, I don't think that would really work at this day and age, unfortunately. <laughs> then there's yeah. our brewery, Buffalo Brewing Company, Clinton Bailey, which still stands. It's the most early brewery. It actually still has the original brew house standing, the malt house, and the cellar tank system. For Wait, which, which building is the Clinton Bailey? Uh, it's the Battenfield Grease or American Lubricants. It's the big, tall brick one. Okay. You see it when you come on the 190. That's the original brew house. And it's weird because no brew houses stand other than that one. Well, Simon has it, but it's really decayed. Yeah. Um, then there's uh, Buffalo Brewing Company. That's the old Lucarelli's, which was the Buffalo Brew Pub started Buffalo Brewing Company in 1990. They didn't care too much about it, and they, they went defunct. Um, so I actually have a tap handle from them in there. And there was Buffalo Brewing Company, which was a brew pub and barbecue joint in St. Louis. They went out of business shortly before we opened, which is how we were able to get the name. So now we are the fifth. Oh, wow. Cool, I didn't know that. We'll always say that, oh, you're non-creative. You just took the name. And, like, and probably if I would have had that letterhead before, our logo would probably just be that pop with the BB Co. in it. But, with our logo and here's where we are we're probably going to do some stuff for the uh, the 100th anniversary of the brewery closing in 2020 because that's Prohibition was G 
January 14th when they enacted it. So Buffalo Brewing Company ceased operations and reopened as Mohawk products after prohibition and then was converted to a grease plant. Huh. I'll say, do you have a do you have a 1920 beer yet? No, price. We got some Save, years saving it for that. <laughs> we got some years we're saving for sure. So all your all your beers, and I, I think you may have talked about it before, but you know all the all the numbers, all the dates mean something. All the years mean everything. It says it all right you on know, the. Every history is there, um, and we have a few days. So there's a few uh, years that correlate to specific days. Um, so the opening of the Pan Am Exposition, or McKinley assassination date, because those are both 1901, or Theodore Roosevelt inauguration. We haven't really picked one for 1901 yet. December 30th, 1813, the fucking asshole British Canadians came across the Niagara and burned us down. Um, so, yeah, Canada. So we're doing this whole promotion this year. I don't know if the brewery is actually open for for um for that day but if we do if you're canadian come over get free free beer and a punch in the face <laughs> wow hey well yeah wait who's giving out the punches <laughs> um you we're talking to stone cold steve off right <laughs> hey my brother actually produces this podcast we could actually make oh, that, we could make that happen. Actually make, <laughs> make that happen. You got, if you got the money we could probably make that happen <laughs> just give a beer was <laughs> lou ferrigno so cheap we were just thinking five in our bottle <laughs> <laughs> Because Stone Cold hasn't been drinking in a while, so yeah, he might be true. he might be ready to have a beer by then. Um, so yeah, we'll do dollar. Where I think we're gonna do dollar pints if it actually lands on the day we're open this year of the eighteen thirteen quarter. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of history involved. We did Wedding of the Waters for eighteen twenty five when the canal was completed. So we have a canal series, which I'm not trying to take away anything from big ditches under here. But <laughs> yeah. eighteen twenty five, eighteen seventy. We're looking at dates that are significant to the growth. It's what I was just going to ask. Like, is it your, is it your big, just your your personality and your love for history, or is yeah, it I mean, the Buffalo, up, you know, in in suburbia and then coming into the city and just, you know, my wife and I just driving around um, the city, looking at, you know, the East Side was this big, scary place that you're a kid from Amherst, you should never go to the East Side. Yeah, never. Like, I'll do. Stay. I've got. I grew. I grew up. I grew up like two minutes away from the East Side. My mom grew up in the East Side, and she still yells at me, being like, "What are you doing down there?" Yeah, like I, I told my mom, like we were looking at a building on the sidewalk. Oh my god, <laughs> you're gonna die! This, this I get is, that every year. I go. Like, this is like what's like hood. Yeah. I'm going to the library. You can't go over there. You, know, you can't go there. The funny thing is, in 2009, when we were, my wife and I were living on Richmond. We were driving around the city one Sunday, and we were visiting all the old brewery sites. And Magnus Beck, two blocks away on Spring and South Division, North Division, he went all the way the whole block. We drove by, and I saw this building when we were coming off the exit. I saw this building. Fuck, that would be a sweet ass little brewery. Fast forward 2012, I think we initially tried to buy the property. Dude wouldn't negotiate it from New York City. And uh, so two years later, we finally came to terms and he sold it to us because he was retired. He was moving out of the country. But the historical beer led me to this building, which I think is pretty cool. And my family is actually from this neighborhood. Oh, my cool. Italian side of my family is from this neighborhood. A lot of people don't really think about it, but Myrtle Avenue, this was a dynamite Italian neighborhood. And actually the oldest neighborhood in the city until they dozed it in 63. And 
Well, I mean, you got chefs. How long? How long has chefs been open? Twenties, I think. Datanos is the old one. Oh four. Yeah. Four. Yeah. But, I mean, this so, is I mean, the old school Italian neighborhood. Like when people think of like Buffalo Italian, they still think of chefs. I mean, well, people don't understand like why chefs is here. Like, oh, what? yeah. This is a Doe's neighborhood. It was, it was developed in the eighties. Fine. When they, so it's that. You know, they pushed all these successful businesses out, and then it just sat vacant. Bocce Pizza started on Hickory. You know, this is like what you got to think about. But you got one opening. That's opening soon. The one I yeah. He, I, they said it was supposed to be open by the end of the year, but it doesn't look like we're doing anything. But again, the guy's yeah. got money, so it should be faster. Yeah. Um, my grandmother, when I brought her to this building, she was born on uh, Pine and South Division. And she would shoot. She's like, oh, I remember Myrtle. They made a jingle when they were trying to move us out. From Myrtle to Hurdle. You know, because Hurdle was the new development. Yeah. And they were moving all these. They wanted to move. Wow. They wanted to move all these Italians up to North Buffalo. And now Hurdle's become, you know, the Italian neighborhood. With that, most of those people, if you talk to the old timers from North Buffalo, they're from this neighborhood. That's crazy shit. That is awesome. You don't really, you don't really think about that stuff. I would have never known that. that. My grandma didn't say, "Hey, I remember like Myrtle the Hurdle." Like there was a jingle that the city had wrote. They're like, how do we convince <laughs> how do we, them? We'll make song. a song. <laughs> we'll just talk That'll work. And we'll just treat them like Native American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least you know, we made you a song. Right. Yeah, you got a jingle. Yeah. So you better remember it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, God you know, damn. and that's, I, I think, too, from my research, it sounds like they named Hurdle. I know there's a lot of speculation to why, but I think it has something to do with Hurdle, which is cool. Hurdle's sure. original name was Folsom. That was the original street name. So, yeah. I mean, this, this, this street dates back to the 40s, 1840s. So, I mean, this is an old, old, old. You had the Hamburg Ship Canal, which is where the 190 is right now. And then you had a series of canals. There was a canal that ran um, behind Hydraulic Hearth on Seymour. There's tons of canals. This was a huge industrial neighborhood. You know, and it was it's cool to be like, you know, we've looked at moving to other places and other buildings. We've looked at, you know, Broadway Fillmore and stuff, but we just love this whole neighborhood. And, not really being here prior to it becoming cool, I think, is what I love about it. We're like the, the second old guard. I mean, yeah. the hydraulic, you have flying bison. But on this side of the bridge, the, the uncool side, <laughs> you know, we're the old guard up here. And it's sure. cool to see another brewery come into this neighborhood and open up. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see how that impacts our business because I don't think it's really going to hurt us. If you're a craft beer drinker and you're going to check out Beltline, you're going to probably stop here for one for open. Right. I mean, that would be me thinking. Yeah. And, you, and you guys get a lot of spillover from flying bison and stuff too. Flying you know? bison, pressure dropping, carvies. I mean, yeah. there's like a billion of us down here. Now. Yeah, and yeah. it's this area is definitely starting to build up a lot more than uh, people realize. I mean, the apartment buildings, apartment complexes out here, it's crazy. 150 units coming online the end of the year here with uh, the A&P buildings. And they're not exactly cheap either. We were, well, you know? Actually, uh, we haven't really been into that. And uh, they're, uh, they're all priced based on they're all priced based on like income. So, I mean, like, you can get a decent yeah. price on them for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not the hot neighborhood yet. Again, there's no Like, this would be the time to move in because they open on the 1st of December. Oh, A&P Yeah. Okay. And, uh, I mean, 
it's definitely it would be the time to do it because it's definitely like this is up it is going to be cool and it is going to be a hopping neighborhood and yeah. you want to get in sooner for you're literally two minutes from downtown yeah like that's the thing yeah but people people don't people don't real people don't realize how close you are to all that yeah. when you have the buffalo river which has become this huge yeah. economic engine for the summer of kayaking and tourism i mean who would have thought 10 years ago when i started this i would have never thought river works would even exist Right. Yeah, well, like, ten ten years ago, the water was also so freaking. I mean, well, and there was yeah. no. And well, the, the other thing, Derek, who's our Thursday Friday guy, he's been a South Buffalo resident his whole life. He goes, the biggest issue with the river and the waterfront was that you could not get access to it. He's a fisherman. Like I had to trudge through, you know, six eight foot high cattails to get to the water. Now they've opened it up. You can actually get access. Yeah. So I mean, it's huge, and it's not really commercial anymore. And it's super cool when you see those big boats going into the, the silo. I mean, everyone's Instagram is like great. Oh my yeah. god, a huge boat. Yeah. It is a pain in the ass when you're trying to walk over that bridge though, and you're like, come and on, get the fuck through. You gotta wait for Ohio Street. <laughs> Do you see a lot of volume then from like food truck Tuesdays? It's down here, or again, we're we're or you're not open. in Largo, so we're 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 removed because you know people don't want to step over the bridge. You know? And that's one thing I don't understand. Like people people look at Larkinville like it's like oh man, it's a, such a clean, new, well, and it's cool so space. Nice. And it's like you do realize like. Two blocks over. There's more stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of stuff. Like, <laughs> it's just, just again, and so we're we're really good friends with uh, Jim Sandoro, who's the Transportation Museum. He's right now working with the city and state to pull down all the bridges except for Louisiana. So instead of going up and over, you'll just go. Yeah. Because again, those bridges were built turn of the century. The bridges existed in. I want to say the mid '90s. They pulled them down. The old rule. You know, truss bridges, and they put these new modern ones up. They didn't need to. Hamburg Street goes underneath through. So you put a bridge up to for a railroad track that has one train a day. And then you talk about like Exchange Street, how isolated. I mean, you can go from downtown on Exchange Street and not get anywhere until you hit Smith. Like you can't go anywhere because they've, they've Chicago shut off. You gotta go over bridges. You can't get anywhere. So he's working on trying to get those bridges down and put it all grade level. So now it becomes a more walkable neighborhood. Yeah. Open more real estate up. Sure. Development. I mean, it makes fucking perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. For a one-day train, you gotta have a you know bridge that basically separates us. We're basically on an island. I mean, granted, we have Beltline opening up. Tommy Rotter with Caluso opening up. That's yeah. how. Yeah, I always forget about Tommy Rotter being right here. Well, again, they're not like a regular distillery. They're just a bottle shop and they're only yeah. six months a year. I think they're trying to change that, but I don't think they're going to do it here. I think they're going to do it elsewhere. Um, I mean, I'd love to see something else go in that retail. I'd like to see more of this, whether it's wine, liquor, whatever you're doing, craft makers in this area. Like, I want to be with as many like minded people as I can. Sure. That's what I want to be, and that's why Beltline being there is great. Happy for them. I, don't, I hope everything works out. And I hope for people still come here, and maybe people that haven't been here since we've opened and said, "Oh, Fort Brewing Company sucks." Maybe they go to Beltline, and then they come here and give us another try. Yeah. Can I get your input on? Like, it seems like a lot of the craze now is like Shatzel's collaborating with everybody. 
Um, what's your take on collaborations? I know Josh has done a couple. Um, how, how do you feel? Do you feel just well, kind of how, how many? Josh has only done like what two, right? Two, yeah. We did two one with Brick Garden, or two Brick. with uh, Brick Garden, one with uh, Old First Ward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. one with Old First Ward too. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do with Carl? I think he did something. I think he's doing something. He did something a while ago. I can't remember what it was. Because I know he did the Old First Ward, he uh, goes with Old First Ward for the anniversary party. Oh, he did a Black IPA with 12 Gates. I know that. Yeah, he's okay. done a lot of collabs. But again, collabs for me wind up being a tremendous pain in the butt. Okay. Our focus is always on production, and production's first. When you're with the distributor, it's they don't want a lot of variety. They want the bread and butter, Vienna. I just got a text that someone's drinking our Vienna at Carabas. One of my buddies. And, uh, out on out on the boulevard? Yeah. Nice. Um, you know, I think collabs are just kind of a mixed thing for me because our schedule is set for the rest of the year. So let's try and push a collab in there. It's tough. And... I love all the, the breweries in Western New York. I think they're all doing great shit. Most of us are really, really getting good traction. I mean, you're seeing most breweries now are starting to teeter around the five-year mark. We're going to be at three. I think Woodcock just celebrated its sixth, I think, today, and New York yeah. Project celebrated its third. So you're seeing expansion within those breweries, which is great. I mean, we're seeing the same thing, which I'm really like happy that we're growing. Yeah. Collabs, I mean, if I could collab with a brewery outside of the area that I'm trying to maybe go into, I think that's more beneficial. Like maybe with Four Mile down in Olean, we're trying to drive some some business down in Olean because Four Mile's got Olean unlocked. Or like 5 and 20 or something or like 5 that. and 20, yeah. something like that. The plan is to do an expansion and add a second location that's yet to be determined okay. that is including a restaurant. And once that happens where we have like a one-barrel pilot system, then I think we'd see the collapse kick up a notch because you have, you're not tying up your production space. You're using your fun system. Hey, let's do a friggin' Goza or some, some styles that I haven't touched that I would like to use another brewery. Like, I think even like Mortalis would be a good fit for a collab because they're not... Something that's completely... some. Something that's completely crazy and you more traditional and kind of do yeah, it. Yeah, sour IPA. Yeah. Fruited sour IPA would be cool. And Mortalis is removed from Buffalo, so for them it becomes, hey, let's get some, let's get some traction in Buffalo. Yeah. Let's get some traction out in Rochester, where we're seeing people coming from Rochester to experience beer tours. Yeah. Same with Rochester. We're going, you know, Swiftwater out to see Swiftwater. I think that's why Mortalis collaborates with Swiftwater because a, their volume and b, it allows them to get cans out there. The one that does the collapse is Community and that's Those guys have collabs on lockdown. Yeah. I mean, Community has it in their name, in a sense. So. I love these <laughs> collabs. A lot of them that they yeah. do, they're fun. They're always fun beers. Half, half their tap list right now is still collabs. Well, out of the much. 20, yeah. I believe that like six of them are. So yeah. that's a serious you know, yeah. amount of... I mean, hell, the fact that they had... Yesterday, it was actually National Yeti Day. So... They had the Great Divide Yeti. They had the Great Divide, the Buffy Yeti. So, like, the fact that they did that before, I mean, I'm 100% on stuff like that. Yeah, and that's a brewery that's a national brewery that's well-known. That's great for someone, you know... If I could lock down any brewery, you know, go talk to my buddies at Firestone and say, hey guys, come to Buffalo, it's brew clap. That's something that I think is electric. People are like, holy yeah. shit, like, yeah. or dogfish at her. I mean, it doesn't have to be those size brews, but 
Right. Even right. a group of a brewery like Mortalis or a smaller brewery is still cool. Fifth Frame would be awesome to see a collab out here. You know, Fury Outworks coming up to town would be cool. You know, there's a ton of stuff. I know a non-brewery collab that we can do. You can do a 2018 podcast uh, beer and get get us coming in. I mean, because yeah. you guys started at the beginning of 2018, right? Uh, yeah, we're on episode 40. We got three minisodes and two collab episodes, which puts us at, I mean, we're at like 46 weeks. Yeah, here. So, you know, maybe something that we could do. I mean, maybe, we're doing maybe, it. maybe we can work out one of these one of these weeks or months or whatever. And maybe have the beginning a, of 2019, we'll do a massive podcast collab. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're doing a collab with Forge Coffee Roasters out of Louisville. You could just you could just stand in the corner and yell at us and tell right. us to do. Tell a bunch us what of to shit. do. You can do all the heavy lifting. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll pull all your. Relax. We'll, yeah. we'll get all the green and all your. All your bolt. <laughs> <laughs> Craft brewery scene from when I started in 2006 to now has just changed so dramatically. Instagrams, Twitter, Facebook, it's all the hype. Oh, if you don't hype, have, hype, if hype. you don't have a social media presence, yeah. You're not going to go anywhere. One, if you're not making a story about what you're doing, and that's the thing that I get a ton of feedback on. People love how how much I'm posting about what we're doing, and that's totally different than, hey, I have Tina who's doing my social media, and then I have Bill the Brewer who's just in there grunting all day. That's getting sweaty. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So wait, 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 wait. You can be a brewer and just grunt all day. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> really? We really just I'm grunt. great. I'm we're great gonna, at grunting. We're going to put in an application <laughs> and just getting real sweaty. What about Al? Al Bingo Borland? Is yeah. he there too? I'm wearing flannel and beards and you know all sorts of good stuff. And, you know, hurting yourself, and getting sweaty as hell because it's a million percent humidity here. You know, but that's what is different from massive huge even like we're trying to be like community it's uh, everything's fun but i can't have as much fun as community as i don't think ever because those guys just you literally just have, like fun. have fun all the time like hey guys we're gonna go paint a wall let's have some fun <laughs> like, yeah. and, like, I, like i'm just like i want to get this wall painted soon as humanly possible i want to not paint this wall sure like, well, we were, you know, when we were there last night i mean i i even love their branding like their fucking van that just says van van yeah and you like hey buddy can i have a pen it's just a pen you're yeah. like everything has it on it. It's the best. Yeah. I love community for that reason. They look like they're always having a blast. Yeah. Right. It's like it's, it's like probably like what Apple looked like in the late '80s. Like everyone was just having a ton of fun, and they're like, "Holy shit, we actually need like, big money." We, we use medicine yeah. balls as <laughs> seats now. Yeah. Like, oh wow. Yeah. It's like going to Google. I'm like, "Oh, I'm in my space pod. I've been in there for like two days." <laughs> yeah. Just like, I just, just woke up from my nap. I think I'm ready to work. Yeah, I've been playing ping pong for like the last four hours. You know. Hit the oxygen tank real quick, and then you know go over and hit some nitrates. Yeah. Yeah. Work on Google Glass 3.0. You know, it's it, again. It's like, hey, reminder to you, it's a business. <laughs> like, and that's part. My wife always says, like, I'm too fucking serious. Buffalo Brewing Company was named for multiple reasons, but one of them is not a fucking creative person. The year thing kind of came in, and like last minute, like I think a week before we opened, I told my wife, I don't want to name the shit years. Like, I think it's too big of a risk. And she's like, just fucking do it. Yeah. Don't be a pussy. And I'm like, okay, you're telling me to just do it. Yeah. Super pregnant. I should probably listen to you. You're a little scared. (laughs) Yeah. You're you're freaking me out. (laughs) And I think it it just kind of was one of those things that all worked out because I think once you come here and you experience the display case, the shit on the walls, you understand that this is not 
this isn't an ego thing. This is a, a total history thing. So yeah, you can come here and learn about our city. Because I'll tell people all the time, like, did you know Hamburg Street, there's a canal? Like, oh, I didn't know. Like, the Erie Canal? No, like the Hamburg Canal. Like, this is what happened. Look at that map. Look at all the businesses on the east side. Look at how populated. And that's and that's how that's how when CBW first really opened too. Like a guy like Ethan is super into that too, and help people help educate people into the history of Buffalo beer. Well, yeah, and we're always saying and, like you're on the east side, guys. Don't forget, Larkin is the east side, even though it's got this fancy Howard Zemsky name. I don't know. I don't know how many how many conversations you and I have had about that in particular yeah and, still east side sorry like it's cool uh, that we call it Larkin but it's east side congratulations welcome once right, you're on the other uh, side of the 190 it's the old first board totally different here it's east side go take a ride over to the Anthony Shriver Brewery go see Simon Pierre go see the Iroquois Brewery go see the places where beer was made if you're if you're from Buffalo and you're afraid of the East Side, don't stop being afraid of the goddamn East Side. Yeah, all of the, most of my uh, for work, yeah, we have like our roots for the day, and then you have your salesman call you and they give you your small stores. And all of my small stores are like, okay, I got 909 Jefferson, and like you know you got Genesee Street, you've got like all of your really fun East Side stores, and they're a fucking riot. To go into it. Go to Soda Pops. Has anyone here ever been to Soda Pops? No. No. Okay, it's one of the greatest friggin' rest. Is that on? It's on, uh... I say, is it on Genesee? No, it's on a side street, like, uh... I feel like I've... Genesee. I feel like I've driven by it before, get a stinger sub from Soda Pops for five bucks. Like, back in the day when I was doing the, uh, exterminating and stuff. But Alibaba Kabahop, everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's right at the corner at William and... The best, yeah, uh... The five corners. The best yeah. Indian food in the city right now is on the east side. Oh, yeah. And people don't, people don't realize... Well, actually, a lot of people have noticed. Well, and the thing that Alibaba Kabahop is known is they have grub up, so you can live out of yeah. Richmond and be like, I'm getting Alibaba Kabahop, I and mean, I don't even leave my house. <laughs> right. Mer- I mean, I'm just waiting for beer to be like that, where I'm going to be like... Brewhub is coming to pick up your crawlers and they're going to deliver them. New York State is probably the biggest obstacle on that. New York State is an obstacle for everybody. As soon as Byron Brown gets out of her way, then we'll be in a better position. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, the east side is just, there's so much history there and so much of it was just torn down. So go see the shit before it gets torn down. That's what I tell people all the time. And it's not just the Central Terminal and the Broadway Market. There's a whole other... It's the geographic largest part of the city yeah. that east of Maine, 90% of the people are Also remember, the Broadway Market is open year-round. All that shit not, that you want to get... Not on Good Friday. <laughs> yeah. And the best part is when you go not on Easter, you can actually like really Walk. shop. Yeah. yeah. You can like, really look at stuff. Not asshole the belly button. Everybody yeah. loves the West Side Bazaar. You Broadway have market is the West Side. Bazaar. Yeah, like you have the OG West Side Bazaar, right there. There's so much good stuff on the East Side, and like I'm just a real diehard East Sider coming from the West, coming from a person that his family is from the West Side. It's like so funny. I'm like just diehard East Side. Now. Well, you moved into Kaisertown, man. You just developed that, man. I just it's just become, <laughs> he walks in. Hold on, I'm gonna open up a brewery. Here. Well, 
<laughs> we just we just f- figured out that Buffalo is basically like a musical anyhow. <laughs> where they, moved, they moved everybody with music. Yeah. Anyway. So you want to hear a funny, funny tangent story? So my grandfather grew up right behind Grover Cleveland. My grandmother grew up over here and then relocated out to Weber Street, which is off of Delavan and Bailey area. Grew up next to her house was in between Amagon family and Salvatore family. She was right smack dab in the middle. So my grandparents get engaged, and my grandmother on my grandpa, my great grandmother on my grandfather's side goes, "Oh hell no, you ain't marrying that East Side Italian shit." <laughs> what? And then my grand, my great grandfather got all pissed off that my grandmother was marrying a West Side Italian. They're the fucking roaches, like Sicilian West Side, or like you might as well just marry a fucking rat or a dog. You're, not, you're Roman. You're not marrying. That. So tying this all back in, this building was built initially to as a stable for horses, and they make horseshoes. So the building went all the way to Myrtle, and they bring a horse and put a shoe on it and send it on its way. Then the second iteration of this building was an Italian bleach factory. So myself being wait 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 wait, is an Italian bleach factory just a cover up? No. Real Are you sure? So, so you sure they weren't making they weren't making cement sure shoes out in the back? Buffalo does have pretty hardcore mob ties. Yeah. Yes. So my great the great grandson of the guy that started the factory actually lives around the corner from here. He goes, get a wagon, deliver bleach to hundred percent Italian households. So the Polish people that live two two blocks away could not get their bleach from here. They had to get it from somewhere else. It's just Italian. And I'm like sitting there going. Okay, yeah, so don't I'm, don't drink the Polish bleach. So I'm sitting there going, okay, so I live over on normal on the west side. Where do I get my bleach? You can't use Clorox. That's American bleach. Gotta call send a letter over to La Stella and get a gallon of La Stella bleach. And I'm sitting there going, this is like a really great kind of microcosm for how America was back then. Like my uncle Rocco used to go to Kaisertown and pick up uh, Polish girls. And then do whatever with them. And then he, my great grandfather would have to pick him up on the corner of Bailey and Clint because the Polish guys would beat the shit out of him. Because you're not supposed to date a Polish girl if you're Italian. You're supposed to date it's, an Italian guy. Right? As you say, as you say that, having conversations with some of the older guys at Mickey's, it was a thing. Like that was a really big thing. Where like a lot of the old Polish guys get really mad at Italians for picking up on Polish women. They're like all these. And all these Italians stole all our Italians. all our good women, and we're just like. They have my wife. I'm like I'm like, wait, is this really a thing? I'm the I'm the second Polish guy to to infiltrate the Italian family. Yeah, my mother was it too. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So th- is that what it is? Is as as Polish guys Polish were supposed and to just go well together because they're similar. They're so effing similar. You would think that Polish and Irish would be right, like the the match. I don't know. Who, I don't think anyone really matches with Irish. I think Irish is just Irish. <laughs> they're on their own island over there. I mean, they're the real drinkers. Like, you, know, you go to South Buffalo. Are they, though? Yeah. Because I've drank with a bunch of Irish people that can't really drink the way the Polish can drink. I, mean, I think Buffalo Irish. I think because Buffalo puts... I mean, the funny thing is... Still, though, even, tra- even Buffalo Irish, I mean, come on. But like, I've traveled all over the world, and usually it's like my wife and I are like the hardest going. We're like, wait, the bar's closed? Like, what the fuck? Where can we get beer now? Oh, you can't. Oh, can we buy some beer from this bar? And stay <laughs> you're like, well, 
like, yeah, we'll go to an office. <laughs> and then look at you and like, like all night. And they're like, where are you from? Buffalo. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I mean, it's like, I personally think if we party with all nationalities, the Germans. The Germans are literally drinking machines. I think that's where I get it because I'm half German. But they're just like, oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or the Czechs. Czechs are pretty Russians are pretty intense too. Yeah, not with beer though. Vodka. Yeah, I can't drink spirits. The uh, I don't know. Like I'm just sitting there thinking. It's like, well, you have St. Patty's Day, and everybody's like, oh yeah, you know, it's such a great thing, and everybody goes super hard, and the downtown, everything else. Like, if you've never been to Dingus Day though, like. I don't know. Like, we go a lot harder on Dingus Day than you do on St. Paddy's Day. Yeah, they do. Because, guess what? You don't start until 5 o'clock at night, and you do everything you can between 5 and 10 o'clock, pretty much. And you drink literally as much as you possibly can. And as much delicious sausage for all as you can. I don't know. Like, maybe maybe it's because St. Paddy's Day is more of a morning thing and people just are hungover and then can't really handle it after I don't know I don't know Dingus Day has definitely got a lot of steam behind it like these last few years I feel like it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and it's like oh wow I never really realized how nice this neighborhood is well maybe you should come here more than like just for your Easter basket at the fucking goddamn Broadway market like you should come here year round and this place this side would be a great I mean the east side Broadway Fillmore has all the right goals it just needs the right people to put it together no, I mean this is my first time here and you know I think you're doing a great job I mean, you know, like Brian has said, he's been a big proponent of yours, and he's been preaching the Bible for a long time. And you know, it's you know probably not a lot of people come out to you to, to experience this, and they they should. You know, it's you make great beer. I mean, it's it's good. It's really good stuff. Thanks. I usually think it's pretty crappy, so I appreciate it. No, I like the Czech Pilsner. Not a lot of people make that. You know, and it, yeah, like, give it like a six point five out of ten at least. You've said that. Give it like a three. <laughs> you know, it it takes it's a big long I've process. I've stopped rating beers. <laughs> You're on untapped right now. No, my, my no I've stopped. I've stopped rating on untapped. I'm my done. big thing on untapped right now is rating every macro I drink five out of five. Oh, every twisted tea I rate. Every, every twisted tea I have is five. Oh yeah, 100%. no, it's just like because it's the greatest thing I can ever drink. Yeah, I mean, especially the peach. Untapped just pisses me off because it's like I used to read the reviews and it just pissed me off so bad. And then I'd sit there and go, you're in my tap room. You're writing me a negative review on a tap. You can even, like, fucking interface with me as, like, a normal effort. I am human. Interact with me. Tell me Don't sit there and go, you suck, you fat, bald fuck. Don't make beer. Don't fucking Bud Light or, like, Dilly Dilly. Like, why don't you have a fucking conversation? Like, can I have it on Tumble Mead, please? I just really want to just, I, I'm so close to just having a basket at the door and saying, Get off the phone. Literally just dropped. And have a effing conversation with the bar person. You should uh actually with Derek here, it's a good conversation to have. Derek's a chatty motherfucker. I am more than me. Because you get that dude on a tangent. Which which is a hard thing Yeah. I mean Josh has definitely got me beat. Yeah, Josh Josh can tuck your Scott Schuler as well. He can chat it up. And Carl. Between you four, I think you could just like you could just you could just throw a topic in and you could walk away and then three hours later you could walk back and we had a podcast with the four of them. <laughs> yeah, that would be... It would, we, we would just like, like set around any brewer 
hours in a room. We were just we were just set everything up and just be like, all right, guys, just we'll do whatever later. the fuck you want. We'll just go. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> like I try to remind people, like that the drinkers that are trying to start these breweries that can approach me, like, how did you do? You ready for the hardest thing you've ever done? Times two. You got to fight. It's not like you're just sitting here and you money. It's not like you have the product. Like people are trying to drink like crazy. It's you're, you're earning every dollar. Yeah. That's what people. Think, think they're just gonna open the and it's like, oh, I'm like rich in a couple of years and I'll hire a bunch of assistants to just make a beer and I'll be done and I'll be sitting on an island somewhere collecting money. It's not that way. Well, I think it's like too with the, you know, the tax breaks, you know, you have that at your disposal for, you know, a certain period of time where it's gonna help you out a little bit. But once that's done and over with, like now you're in the midst of it. The thing that I say about sports now we're on sports is stop going to build games. Everyone, leave the stadium. Stop going. Fucking yeah. empty. Right. Empty. Like uh-huh. we've done this for. We did it throughout the whole drought. And I always said, leave the effing stadium empty. That'll send a message to the team that we're not going to help you financially until you put fucking product on the field that we give them. Yeah. Everybody knows they're going to end up building a new stadium somewhere else. So it'll be done. I know. I mean, we'll not investing all this money down here and not coming. Coming back to Uncle Terry, you know Uncle Terry is going to want a stadium somewhere, probably get a dome, which is going to be a great thing because you know how much more shit we're going to be able to have here. Well, I'm a huge dome fan for two reasons. One, <laughs> it's a convention center. It becomes a convention center. Yeah, it does. It's a, it's a it beats the one, it beats the one awesome. that's over here. And two, who the fuck wants to sit outside and watch a football game? Like, it's cool when you're young and really drunk, but when you're older and you have disposable income, I don't ever look at the schedule in December and go, man, I need to go to that game. Yeah, especially, when there's, especially when there's three Hockey of them in awesome December. Take my coat off. Yep. I'll have uh, two beers, please. Oh, I'm going to order a beef on white as well. And I get to sit there in a nice climate-controlled arena my food and watch the game uh-huh. like the reason I don't have assholes standing up hey, in front hey, of me the whole game in the stadium inside and they have probably the best cold weather advantage we're not the Green Bay Packers we're not a hundred year old franchise put dome in downtown and then you can rip down that ugly concrete convention center yeah. restore a nice square and now you have a beautiful downtown event center and the other thing they need to do oh do what guy don't did and put a hotel attached to the new yeah hey for me honestly if you put a dome here that means the potential of having wrestlemania here and as far as i'm concerned yeah, Super Bowl. yeah. WrestleMania. i mean i mean for me i could give two shits about super bowl but, too, but I think it would just be cool to say, Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Super Bowl. Like, that's <laughs> legitimately sweet. I remember... Did you guys see the uh, video of Middlestat after he made that shootout goal when he put his knuckles out for the... Fucking Cooper, I love that. <laughs> Big fan of that. Did you see? Did you see the uh, picture that uh, Darlene put on Snapchat of Middlestat sleeping? Being like, I wonder what he's thinking about Fortnite or girls. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Fortnite. I hope we get a dome. I'm, I'm a huge dome supporter. I think the Ralph has had its time. Whatever. And and yeah. just just knowing what like watching everything develop down here. Yeah. You're not gonna put you're not gonna put that much money into the city without having a plan for having something like that happening. It's just like and also as, Terry has the ultimate say. As as a bit like as you've been preaching as a business person, I mean, why why do that? Why you know? put a business out in Orchard Park or a stadium out in Orchard Park where oh you only get to as a city we've held a bunch of what different what March Madness thing like opening round stuff yeah, we yeah, haven't had other than. You can have 
basketball now. But that's what I mean. Like, you can hold, like, the Final Four here. You can hold stuff like Frozen that here. Four, you can do yeah, I mean, indoor stuff. Yeah, the, the amount of stuff I'm that you can truck do. Truck rallies, dude. I mean, think about that. I want yeah. New Era Field to stay exactly where it is, but the Bills play in a dome downtown, but that's where you go to fucking get fucked up and slam through tables, and this is where normal people go <laughs> to watch that. <laughs> Everything, like, and, and if you've ever watched football in other stadiums, there's still rowdiness, but it's different. I mean, like Detroit, I've been to Detroit many times to watch games. It's great because everyone's partying in bars. Most of the bars around the stadium offer, like, $25 admission, free buffet, and then there's super drink special. Everyone's just partying, like, Partying on like New Year's or St. Patrick's Day, you're in a bar, you're just getting rowdy, and then you're like, okay. And like, if they put it down by the arena, then they can connect that cool, kind of uncool monorail system that we have that can go right into that stadium, let people off, and then you know where the, the madness, the insanity happens? University of South Kansas, where people just keep it up there. Big lot that should be tailgating zone. That everyone gets on the train, drunk drives down to the fucking. Well, with UB UB playing as well as they've been playing, I mean, I mean that's the best football team in, in, in the yeah. city right now for sure. That's right. That's definitely true. You know, it's been a lot of fun to watch. So the last game wasn't too fun. Yeah, they hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they, I think they're getting a little like sloppy, lazy. Like, oh, you know, this is we're good. We don't need to really play anymore. John, where can we find you? Right here, 314 Myrtle Avenue, the little, uh, best, the best, and I know I can say this without offending anybody, but the best single car garage that has beer being made in. <laughs> that is true. And then you can also find them on social media at Buffalo Brewing Company. Media, find us at over 150 that probably have us on tap right now. Drink Craft Lager. That's what, that's what, that's become, I think, the unsung Bible here is Drink Craft Lager. It's good. Not all lager needs to be garbage. It's the yeah. cool thing to do these days. Have a PBR and then come down here and have a couple check Support your local brewery. I think that's going to be my motto for 2019. Whether it's me, whether it's Spellline, whether it's Flying Vise, Hydraulic, Pressure Drop, Whole First Ward, just support and drink local. I know the sexy national brands of craft beer are going to try and lure you in, but just support local. Yep. In everything you do, because I think that supports, that just makes life better. Support your local coffee shop, support your local bar. Enough said, I guess. I agree. Exactly. And Troy, where can we find you? Oh, man, you can find us on all your social medias, but uh, I really let it go wild on Instagram. You can find us at Drinking Points. I think we secured that right when we thought of the name. We were like, get everything drinking points now. <laughs> Sign up for that shit with our drinking points at gmail.com, which if you want to email us, go ahead. And that's, and that's what we, we did too. And then all of a sudden we found out that there's a um, Twitch show in Texas called What's the Hops? What's the yes, Hops? Yes, I know. Yeah, also, so, there's no, so there's no relation to them, but I'm sure they do great things. And there's also they a probably community do. beer in Texas. Yes. That we had their funnel cake, and our friends over at Three Beers In actually on their latest episode just had the funnel cake too. Nice. So tying it all. Community beer. Community beer. 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 Beer beer making. Like it's a community beer company or something like that. Yeah. Community beer company. Yeah, I think that might be right. So there's duplicity in everything, my friends. Yes. Yes. But, hey, but we're every, unique. Everything in Texas. Texas is Texas is own different thing, anyhow. Yeah. It's not other country. Nothing. Nothing is bigger in Texas, though, from what I've seen. 
Everything's about the same size. Speaking about our friends at Three Beers In, you can find us on the Hopped Up Network. You can find Troy and Drinking Points on Hopped Up Network, too. That's true. We're all part of one big happy family when it comes to beer podcasting. There's a lot of Western New York beer podcasts, I think. Yes, uh, Western New York Brews is on there as well. Scott does some great stuff. He's the OG. So as like we he talk about the, the OG is OGs. Yeah, we we talk about the 2018 podcast Jamboree podcast beer. Yes, it wouldn't exactly work for him because he's been doing that for what three years now, I think. Yeah. So I think instead of attaching a name a year to it, I think it should be the podcast beer, and you guys should all be recording podcasts simultaneously while we're brewing and we all need to do the tomato and grunt all the time okay there's be a lot of sweating and grunting hey sure and flannel most of my life is just a bunch of sweating and grunting anyhow well, we need so to determine the style that's going to be the hardest part <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to holy yeah. shit we'll have to goal. touch base on it as as, as we're wrapping this up the sabers are trying to wrap this game up with a minute 30 left and they just took the lead point. That's right. Take take it all. Take it all. So yeah, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at What the Hops and on Instagram at What the Hops Podcast. And you can follow me on Untapped at BA Merrick. And if anybody else wants to throw their Untaps out, feel free to do so right now. We don't have an Untapped. <laughs> yeah, if you want. <laughs> yeah, if you want to follow uh, Haley or myself on Untapped, I am underscore Cloutier, C L O U T I E. H Haley is hey, coffee girl nice underscore. And I have it at a craft twenty-eight. So yeah, and with that note, we say peace. What the hops? If you are looking for more beer podcasts just like the one you're listening to right now, then head on over to hoppedupnetwork.com. We are a podcast network focused on our local craft beer communities. Here's a quick example of one of the many podcasts you will find. Buffalo, the industrial powerhouse of the early 20th century. The grain elevators now stand silent on the shores of the Great Lakes, casting their shadow on the City of Light. A city known for blizzards, chicken wings, and Super Bowl losses, where even the natural magnificence of Niagara Falls can't help but magnify the rusted-out shell of a once-great city. Not anymore. Buffalo is a city on the rise again. New industry, green spaces, waterfront development, and the revival of Buffalo's proud brewing past are building the new Buffalo. With over 25 local breweries open in the last decade, Buffalo has an amazing brewing community. Join me as I talk to local brewers about making great beer. Sometimes we talk about the 716, and sometimes we talk shop to help you brew better. Find us at wny.beer or on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at WNY Brews. 